for an interview with Sean Patrick. This would be Sean Patrick. How you doing, Sean? I'm good, man. How you doing today? I'm doing very well, very well. What's yeah. happening up there in Jersey? It is uh, eh, just kind of a cloudy eh, day, but uh, it's not too bad out here. Cool. So uh, we're looking forward to you, man. You're coming uh, to open up with Hailstorm at our birthday bash on September 6th at the House of Blues, man. We're looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it, too. I love that venue. Awesome, man. Yeah, you've been here a couple times with Cinderella. I think the last time I talked to you, you were promoting a Cinderella show there. And uh, and uh, you were going through, um, you, you said you were you were just getting your voice back to where uh, you wanted it to be. You were in the middle of recording the solo record, which is, of course, out now. How's the voice going? Uh, really great. It's uh, you know I've I've really built it back over the years. It's been a long battle since the early '90s when I was first diagnosed with it, but um, you know I've I've found a way around it. So I, I feel uh, lucky that and fortunate that I was able to overcome something that was you know potentially you know I was told I would never sing again. So which has got to be obviously mentally crippling when you're a singer. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it doesn't help, man. It doesn't it doesn't build one's confidence when walking up to the mic. Uh, on stage, you know, there was many years when I'd be walking out on stage with Cinderella and literally not knowing what was going to come out of my mouth, you know, and it, it started to feel like a game of trying to thread a needle up there, you know, to try and get the resonance to go to the right place because it's, it just goes haywire when you, once you get that paralysis, <laughs> that neurological thing in there, so. Nice. Well, of course, the solo record called The Way Life Goes. Uh, I know it took you years and years to complete this thing, but it's finally out. I know you did some solo touring earlier this year. How how are the new songs going over with the uh, with the crowd? Really, really well, man. It's been fun being able to get out and play some new music. You know, it's been a while since I've done that. Um, Cinderella, you know, we've been touring for years here, but it's, you know, all the uh, the, the hits from the from the 80s and early 90s. So it's really been cool playing some new stuff. And we've also been mixing it in with some of the old, Cinderella catalog as well and songs and and the, the two sit alongside each other quite well and uh, it's been a blast so far great man now what's it like being on stage doing some Cinderella songs not with the members of Cinderella well you know I, that's I've been asked that question a couple of times you know the strangest part of that was the thought of it really when back in January when I started to put the band together and we were going to be walking into a rehearsal room for the first time to to not only play the new record but Cinderella songs and it just the thought of it was weird but you know playing music is playing music and the second you get in a room with with musicians you know music happens and you kind of just just get lost in the song so it was more the thought of it was scary or weird or you know um but once you you know once you dive in that pool you know those things go away quick you know it's just kind of back to playing music so Nice. Uh, now, you know, being in, in a band and being in Cinderella for pretty much your entire career and then putting out a record with your name on it. I've talked to some other people that have, you know, been in a band and then they put their solo record out. Is it a lot more pressure having the name Tom Kiefer on it rather than Cinderella? Well, it's just weird because uh, <laughs> it's like, you know, I kind of struggle with now, you know, merchandise has my actual name on it and i look at it and i go oh and that's too big make it smaller or you know or, or like the backdrop on stage you know so like that aspect is like really weird to me you know you're used to just seeing like hiding behind a band name you know mm -hmm. or band artwork so yeah it's kind of odd it's something i had to get used to what is uh what is the future with cinderella are you still talking to the guys any plans or anything yeah we're on hiatus this year you know we we had toured pretty hard for the last three years uh and, uh, God, we did the States three years in a row and went to Europe twice, South America. So we intentionally took a break this year. And it was, you know, kind of the right window for me to release my record and get out on the road. 
and uh, do something with this. So, um, you know, we'll see in the future. I'm sure we'll tour again at some point, and, uh, you know, we'll take it one one day at a time here. Nice, nice. Now, I, I know they, they have some solo projects they do uh, in bands, and, of course, you got your your uh, your solo project. Do do you guys, like, listen to it? Do you give you, your guys, uh, like, suggestions or you critique it at all? Uh, well, I, <laughs> I don't know, you know, because, you know, since we ended last year, I haven't – we haven't seen each other that much. I mean, that's kind of normal, mm-hmm. you know, when it, when a tour ends, you know, everybody kind of goes their own way. So um, I haven't heard what they're involved in uh, recently. And, you know, I'm not really sure if they've, you know, my record just came out in April. So I'm not really sure who, who's heard it and who hasn't. So, <laughs> you know, I was telling some friends I was uh, going to get a chance to uh, to talk with you today. And somebody found, and I, I'm sure you remember this, but the uh, the Gino Cinderella commercial. It was actually Pat's dog. Pat's. Oh, it was Pat's. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. How did that happen? Like, I, it was just. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a cool commercial to look back on, but to 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 you know how what's the origin of that? Well, we were an unknown, unsigned band in, in Philadelphia, and we were making demos and you know, trying to make our way in the world and ultimately get a record deal. And we saw all these bands on MTV, you know, every day and every night. And obviously, the goal then was to be on MTV. And we were approached by the owner of uh, Pat's Chili Dogs. There was two places. There was one in, um, God, I forget the two locations now. <laughs> one in McDade and one down in Leicester. And that's I'm remembering the lyrics of the jingle now. Um, so apparently the jingle was effective. And and he said, look, you know, uh, you got." he saw us play live and he thought, yeah, hey, this is cool, you know, cool band. And uh, would you guys do a jingle for my for my two uh, chili dog places. And he said, I'm going to buy local advertising on MTV. And we went, ah, we'll kind of be on MTV then. <laughs> so so that, that's why we agreed to it. Cinderella first comes out with night songs, and it just kind of blows up. But Shake Me, Nobody's Full. You're you're on tour with, with Bon Jovi, and uh, I believe you toured with David Lee Roth and stuff like that. What was it like when it was first starting to hit, and the videos are on MTV, and you're selling a million copies, and you're sold out shows and everything? What was that like? Like an explosion, man. Like <laughs> a bomb just hit and just took launched us off into this, you know, whole other world. Um it was, you know, I hadn't really left Philadelphia that much up until that point. You know, I thought they had tasty cakes everywhere. <laughs> and and I also thought that cheese sticks were the same everywhere. And I quickly found out in San Francisco on our first tour that they weren't. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just, you know, boom, off we went, you know. And, and, and that's kind of the nature of the business back then um, because you had that new outlet of MTV, which was a big factor, and, of course, the power of radio and those two things combined, you know, an, an artist or a record could just, you know, just blow up so quickly. You know, it's, it wasn't as, as didn't take as long maybe as in today's world. You know, there's, mm-hmm. we're, there's a lot of new outlets and sources out there with the Internet, but they also create a lot more traffic and noise to break through. So, um, yeah, it was like it was just like a whirlwind just picked us up off our feet and. Um, bam, out on tour, playing arenas, and it's just dream come true. Nice, you know? man. Now, are you still based? You were living in Nashville, right? Uh, yes. Uh, Nashville. Do you do you get to visit Philly besides playing shows and stuff? Do you ever go back to where you, where you grew up and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every once in a while I do. We were actually just up in Philly in February. We played uh, on South Street at Dobbs, which was the first time I ever played Dobbs, believe it or not, in all the time I lived in Philadelphia. So that was kind of fun. <clears throat> when it was suggested to play there, it, was, it sounded kind of cool to play um, you know, somewhere so famous and, and intimate 
and that was a, a really cool gig. And, and not to mention, there were some pretty good cheesesteaks up the nice. street. So <laughs> you never go wrong with those holy <clears throat> cheesesteaks. Pardon my man. cough here. Oh no problem, man. You got a cough button there. <laughs> I, uh, you know what? I can edit whatever I need. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, uh, you know, talking about Hailstorm, you're opening up for them. Uh, at our birthday bash on September 6th at the House of Blues, and uh, I just got word it's selling very well. We're going to have a huge crowd out there. I was sitting with Lizzie Hale at the Electric Factory in May. We did a little promotion, had dinner with with her and some of the bands that were playing there with some winners, and me and her just started talking about music, and she's from the Philly area and stuff. And your name came up, Cinderella, mm-hmm. that we both feel that you guys are one of the most underrated live bands ever. And we both kind of had that same feeling. And then, you know, fast forward a month or so later, we find out you're going to be playing a show with them. And I'm, I'm certain that she's probably thrilled. But uh, what do you know about Hailstorm? Are you a fan of the band? Yeah, yeah, I actually am. I, I think they're great. And uh, I think her voice is really, really killer. And I'm looking forward to doing those shows. So that that's actually you know one of the more uh, the contemporary bands that I that I really like a lot. Awesome, man. Any any other bands out there you're listening to? Anything uh, out there, or do you get a chance to listen to new music? Or well, man, you know I listen to everything. Um, I, you know I, I love the Bruno Mars. You know that new track that he's got out, the piano ballad, mm-hmm. uh, is, is killer. Um, Imagine Dragons. I, I love that radioactive track. Um, going back a few years, one band that really blew me away was Jet. Yeah, uh, I love both of their records, and I, I still, you know, listen to those. Um, I, I listen to everything, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, recently, you know, I mean, the one thing that just really, really grabbed me recently—I'm just thinking off the top of my head—was that I love that Imagine Dragons tune, that Radioactive. I think is really cool. They're the uh, they're the it band right now. They're the yeah. selling out, and uh, they're they're hitting it big. Yeah, and and Hailstorm's one of them too. I, I, first time I heard, I missed a misery. I mean, it just it blew me away. Nice, nice. Yeah, you know what? I heard I get off from the first record on the radio. And went, who is this band? Yeah. And who is this voice? And uh, immediately went and grabbed the CD a few years ago and just fell in love with the band. And yeah. again, it's going to be a good time here at the House of Blues in Atlantic City. Uh, before I let you go, you know, you played here a couple times with Cinderella. Obviously, uh, growing up in the Philly area, any Atlantic City memories? Well, yeah. I mean, we go to the, you know, that was the big summertime hanging to go down there. You know, we would we would stay in Ocean City, my family. But you know, you'd, you'd either, you know, one night you'd head up to Wildwood, and then the, the next night you go over to Atlantic City. And I, I remember when the first casino opened in Atlantic City, <laughs> sneaking in there because it was pretty easy to get in <laughs> back then. Was it? Uh, Resorts was the first casino, I think. Right. I think so. Yeah. 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 So back then, when that that was kind of a big. You know, when we were kids in high school, you know, obviously we were underage, but it wasn't that hard to get in there, and that was kind of a big deal, you know. That's awesome. You felt like a grown-up, you know. (laughs) That's great, man. Well, we're looking forward to the show. First band I ever saw live would be Cinderella when I was 10. I saw you for Bon Jovi in in the Spectrum, and I was hooked on live shows and Cinderella at that point in time, and it's uh, a pleasure to talk to you, and I can't wait for the show on September 6th, man. Well, good talking to you, too, man, and I'm definitely looking forward to the show in Atlantic City. It's going to be a good time. Awesome, man. Oh, quickly, I forgot to ask you, uh, you know, you have to, it took you a while to get the first solo record out. Are you already thinking about the second one? Not yet, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still enjoying this one being out, so we'll get, we'll get to that. I'm taking it one day at a time. Nice, man. Well, we'll see you on September 6th. You take care, Tom. You too.